Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ah, uh, for real? Yep, I'm Justin from Off For Real Podcast, and today I'm joined with Clint as we interview Art Bryant, the national championship contender, ex-Baylor football coach, and more. You know, of course, I grew up a Houston Bear guy, you know, because I played for Bill Yeoman at Houston, and uh, kind of used that all the way through. I coached with W.T. Staper in the early 80s at Sweetwater. He was a wishbone guy. So that terminology has always been with me, still with me today, honestly. But when I got my first head coaching job in 1984 at uh, Hamlin, Texas, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard of Johnny Ham Jones, but, you know, there was at one time UT had like Johnny Lamb, Johnny Ham, and um, another guy from out of state. Can't remember what his name was. But he was another Jones. You know, they had three Johnny Joneses. But, um, you know, I went there and we just had, we had good kids, you know, we had a good mixture of, of talent, you know, toughness, um, you know, uh, just guys that really like, love to play the game of football. And and the first year we go 13-0-1. We get uh, actually tied in the, sem- in the quarterfinals. And then I, I kind of saw there the deeper you get in the playoffs, you know, you're going to come up against people with better talent. And that's what happened to us. You know, we came up against a team that was just better than us. And so I figured out. You know, at that time, running split back beer, you know, I just thought, hey, I'm, I had this returning quarterback, kid named Mike Hyrton, and I said, I'm just going to put him in a shotgun, you know, let him wiggle, let him work, and spread out four or five receivers and make people cover the field and try to create some running lanes. And, you know, did that. And, uh, you know, next year we go 14-1. Then I go up to Georgetown after that, uh, Georgetown High School down by Austin, and really, you know, it was, it was a 4A, just moved up to 5A. 5A at the time was the largest classification. And we are in there with uh, Austin Westlake and Temple and Colleen, you know, Waco High, some really good schools back then. Um, and we just, you know, we just kind of had to change around then. I did some pretty wild stuff just to kind of survive. Actually, Hal Mummy was the head coach at Coppers Cove at the same time. They, they were in our district. And... Um, just kind of evolved. I got around some really smart guys when I was at Stephenville uh, that, you know, really had creative minds, always wanted, wanted people that thought outside the box, you know, that looked at things differently. And so I've, I've been around a really, really bunch of smart, smart coaches that, you know, aren't afraid to take chances philosophically and schematically. And that's, that's kind of how you get it going. And you get good people that can play in space and, you know, like to play at a high rate of speed and enjoy getting the ball you know, on their hands and you got a chance to be a pretty good offense. So it's, it's just evolved through the years. And I've, you know, just, I, I don't want to spend a lot of time, but just to kind of bring it up to gate today, you know, I was in Italy, I actually coached 20, uh, 
let's see, I think 26 football games from 2019, 2018 to 29. Well, no, all in 2019. I'm sorry. We started in February of 19. I finished up in November of 19. But I coached 13 in Italy, 13 in America, including scrimmages and exhibition games. And But anyway, over there, you know, I, I really kind of evolved. I'm kind of evolved into a real quarterback run-friendly offense now because, I mean, the more you get into it, the more you see it, the more you understand that if they're going to play 11 on defense, you play 11 on offense. If you hand the ball off or throwing it, you're really just playing with 10. So, you know, you want to involve everybody that you have offensively. This allows you a lot more capabilities of, of moving the ball and creating space and creating matchups, you know, from a defensive standpoint as far as, uh, you know, people in the box and getting one-on-one situations because when they have to count for the QB. So over there, you know, I really evolved into a quarterback, uh, run-friendly, pass-friendly, uh, screen-friendly uh, RPO uh, offense. And then, you know, we actually used it this past year a little bit at Mount Vernon and, you know, had fun with it. So it's it's continuing. And, uh, you know, it's a great thing about it. And that's why I've never had a playbook. You know, what I've got are my yellow notepads that I started probably in 1984. And I've got every one of them through all the years. And I've got everything. When you look at my desk, you know, the, the play sheets on the board, you know, and I've got papers and stuff on the, on the desk of, you know, plays and, and schemes and, you know, really uh, dreams that, uh, that you that you think of when you're, you know, jogging or, or lifting or sitting by yourself. That's when I do my best thinking. <laughs> what uh, of everybody, of everybody <laughs> that, 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 um, that answered the question? Heck yeah, get you there. I'm sorry, you kidding me? So long when, but, uh, no, 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 that's what we wanted. That's okay. what we wanted. Of everybody that's ever stood behind the center, and taking a snap for you, who was your – who had it the most? Of all the quarterbacks you've coached, there were some great ones that didn't put anybody down. But who was the one you were most excited? Every time they caught that snap, you were like, oh, I know he's got this. <laughs> like, that's your, this is Clint, correct? Yes, sir. Okay, yeah, Clint. Um, you know, that's, that's, kind of, that's kind of an unfair question, you know, because uh, I've, had, I've, I've been blessed with so many, so many dynamic guys that – that can do the job and there's so many different ways to do the job. I mean, you know, just as long as you're productive, you make other people look better, you're unselfish, you have a burning passion, desire to win and compete, then you can be a great player at the quarterback position, but you also have to be very aware, very intelligent and very cognizant of everything in but prior to the snap, you know, so there's, there's 10 things that happen before every ball snap and the quarterbacks got to, got to know it. So the, the, main ingredient that I always felt about two things for a quarterback. First of all, they had to think exactly like I was thinking. And then I would always tell them predictability is the most important ability. You know, that's, that's the most important ability. I got to know what's going to happen before it's going to happen. You know, and that just comes from, from going over stuff, you know, tempo, uh, you know, going against air in practice, which I'm a big, strong believer of. And, um, you know, just making sure everybody's thinking and seeing the same things. But to answer your question, you know, I've had a lot of great high school quarterbacks, great ones, uh, you know, that have just been phenomenal. I mean, you know, I had a guy that set the national mark for most passing yards, Kellen Luke, that went to SMU. Um, you know, he, he was a great one. Had three or four other guys that were D1 guys out of there. You know, when you go to college, of course, Kevin Cobb was my quarterback. You know, there at U of H, and he was uh, like the – 40-something pick in the draft, you know, started for the Eagles. Case Keenum, 
you know, my little claim to fame is I was, I was the only guy to offer Case Keenum a college scholarship, you know, because he just had it. He had the it factor. I watched him, you know, play in a little pickup game, and, and I just, you know, if he saw you, you weren't going to touch him. Now, he wasn't big, he wasn't fast, but he just – he could just do it. He just had something that nobody else had. And then you go to RG3, which, you know, you'd have to mm. – I mean, he's, a, he's the X factor. I mean, you mentioned when the ball's in their hands, you get excited. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, he did phenomenal things that nobody else could do, you know, and that's why he won the Heisman Trophy, just because he was that energetic, that dynamic, and that competitive. And then, you know, Bryce Petty's a guy that was a really, really good football player, Nick Florence. Um, and then Jarrett Stidham, you know, I got to coach Jarrett for one year um, and just was a tremendous talent, knew that he would be an NFL guy and then really a great one that, that got injured. Seth Russell, uh, you know, if he stays healthy, he's he's in the league now. And, you know, people might say that I'm crazy, but that – That'd be bragging on me, but they, you know, he he probably could have won the Heisman. I mean, if he if he had stayed healthy in twenty. No, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. Um, RG three, you saw something on him before anybody else. I remember people where I was sitting when you put him in against Wake Forest. Everyone wanted to like hang you because they're like, why is he taking all these people out? And then he sits there and does that first run where he stutter steps on the sideline and steps back. And the dude goes flying by him. And I thought to myself, oh, my God, he just found Michael Vick. Like, what happened? <laughs> Michael Wishes. That, uh, <laughs> that was awesome. You know, and everybody talks about Lamar Jackson and Pete. And, you know, Lamar is unbelievable. But, I, you know, I, when Kevin was, was Philadelphia, I went and watched uh, the Eagles practice. Andy Reid was a the coach there, great coach, great guy. And uh, Michael was there and Kevin was there. And, and Michael just got back in it, so Kevin was a starter. But I watched him practice, and that a left-handed quarterback at six foot, you know, half inch can sling the ball and move like him. I mean, he he was a phenomenal guy. But the play you mentioned against Wake Forest, I mean, that's that's it. You know, that that's the premier moment. You know, and ever every quarterback I've ever coached has a premier moment. That was Roberts. Um, Robert had like forty of them. The Oklahoma game, I can list like five or six in a row. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I mean, well, everybody, everybody thinks about the pass to Terrence Williams, but to me, it's a reception from Kendall Wright on third and ten. Oh, you know, man. We were back up on the twenty-three yard line. So, yeah, he's just—I uh, mean, you know, he's and and you know, you really forget he had an extra year. He came out a year early because he missed a year with ACL. Uh, but he's, you know, he's just a—it's just a blessing. You know, I mean, he was a guy that we recruited when I was at Houston. He was going to come to U of H and. A lot of people weren't looking at him as a QB. And the first time I saw him throw the ball at the camp, I told Montgomery, I said, we got to hide this guy. You know, I knew he could run. And I knew he was intelligent. You know, he graduated seventh out of 463. And uh, when I saw him throw the football, I thought, I mean, there's, there's nobody else like this. I mean, there's there's guys that are fast, that are fluid, that can jump, that can run, but they can they throw? And can they throw accurately? And he could do it. So that's, that's really the separating fact for, factor for him. And, guys, I could um, probably let you reminisce about Baylor all day, but uh, I want to interject and uh, Coach Browns ask you about something close to your heart. Um, how do you feel about your son's progression and what he's able to accomplish? You know, it's – I tell you, it's hard being on the outside and watching. You know, when, you, when you're in the battle with people, you know, you just it, – it's just a, a mindset of everybody's moving forward and you kind of block out everything on the outside and – 
you know, you got a purpose, you got a goal, you got a mission, and you go do it. Uh, when you're on the outside, you know, watching, it's just tougher, man. You know, it, it's actually, it was easy on me being in Italy, Italy, you know, when I went over in uh, October of 2018, he was coaching at Houston at that time. And it was just easier, uh, you know, and I, I really didn't get to any games at all that year. And then last year I was coaching the course on Friday night. So I'm not sure. I I went to one game when uh, Florida State played at Florida. And that was like in late November. So that's the only game I saw there. And now, you know, he's at Arkansas and uh, we're a little bit closer, but it's, it, it's more relaxing, you know, to, not, to just not be involved on the, on a play by play basis, just because, uh, you know, it's just, it's just stressful. You know, every, every call could be the game. So you got to make good calls. You got to understand what's going on. But to answer your question, you know, there's been a lot of guys that have really, done well that that i've had the benefit to coach with and uh you know kendall's a good example you know jeff levy our son-in-law is another good example he's old miss coordinator you know and coach clements is up there also with tates at you know north texas i mean uh, montgomery's done a great job and hired a bunch of our guys there so it's just uh dino of course is at syracuse so you know we just we've been blessed i've been blessed been around a lot of good people and uh these guys that are younger are fortunate to uh been able to be exposed to it at an early age. You know, I didn't get into college till I was, I don't know, 40 years, 45 years old, maybe. I don't even know. But, uh, you know, that's so they're, they're fortunate to be in there in a, in a, at a high, high level like that, that, that early. And they, they certainly don't take it for granted. They're very grateful. What would you say the difference between the offense that you developed, um, the nuances and everything else, versus what June Jones and then we're running on? You know, June's a good friend of mine. Uh, and, and he's a run and shoot guy, you know, and all that comes down from Sid Gilman, all those guys uh, throughout the years. Uh, it's uh, the and you know, U of H had great success with it when uh, I guess Parcells was there back when Andre Ware was quarterback. Uh, I think is that right, Part? It wasn't Parcells. It was uh, God, who's the guy who went for the coach for the Houston uh, Oilers at the time? Oilers also, Bill. yeah, Bill, yes, sir. Y'all should know that y'all are the sport. Uh, no, nah, like but, it's funny as I didn't plan on getting the U of H. So it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but you know he had Andre Ware, you know, in that offense, and of course he won the, the Heisman back, I think, in like eighty nine. Yes, sir. And um, man, I wish I could think that coach's name. He's a great coach. Uh, might, might come to me as soon as we hang up. But um, you know, so their their offense, and and I've been around that just a little, not a lot. But it's strictly, uh, you know, one back all the way, two two wides, you know, so it's it's a pretty base formation offense. You know, this is what they're going to do. They're going to do it well. There's a lot of quick passes, a lot of quick reads. And, uh, you know, they're going to run the, the eye back, you know, 20 times a game, you know, 25 maybe, and um, and be very effective. Uh, so the difference in, in theirs, I guess, in what we do is that we're – you know, we like to make people think we're a, a pass-happy offense. We're just opposite. You know, if you'll check the stats, uh, we always run the top in the Big 12, even when I was at Houston nationally and the Big, you know, Big 12 Conference USA at that time, uh, rushing the football. You know, I mean, there'd be four or five teams in front of us. It'd be Army, Navy, and, you know, somebody else, you know. So uh, we're going to run the football because run game travels. You know, and uh, it doesn't matter what's going on, what the weather is, but you, you can, your run game is going to go with you. And so 
I've always been a strong believer in being very physical and dominant up front. You know, when I was recruiting, I always started with quarterbacks and then old linemen because you can find skilled people. I mean, they're just no, no, no slash on them, but there's just a bunch of them out there. There's not a great old line. There's not great D line. There's not great quarterbacks. Your ability to find offensive linemen I always thought was uh, second to none. I think that that was apparent even on in Houston. Um, you know, you talk about the transition from high school into college, you know, not having to recruit versus having to recruit. I, I don't know. What did you prefer? Like being able to grow what you have or being able to go out and find others? You know, both. I mean, it's it's the the really the most fun part of the game for me is the preparation. You know, I mean, just the off season, the work, you know, growing with kids, getting to know them, seeing how they, you know, compete and how they work, what makes them tick. And, uh, you know, so when you're in high school, you're around them, get to grow them, same thing in college. I mean, you bring a guy in, an old lineman, and, you know, he might be 6'6 and weigh 261, and you envision him weighing 312. You know, so you got to get him strong. You got to get him physical. You got to get him hungry. And, uh, you know, you got five years with those guys. So that's a long time, you know, just like Spencer Drango, you know, was texting me today. You know, I was asking him about his weight, and he's 305, I guess 311 which I think it's a better weight for him. But, you know, he uh, – because he's a broad-shouldered boy. You know, he's a big kid. Uh, but, you know, so it's uh, it's fun to watch these guys develop. But we we really had a good run with O-Lyman. And Randy, uh, you know, does a great job, Coach Clements, of really getting with those guys and te- technically uh, teaching them. I want to ask about um, – you know, I'm a Texas high school fan. So, uh, you know, what do we – what can we expect this season? And – is your transition, have you, um, has it exceeded your expectations? It's been fun. You know, that that's the whole deal. I mean, I coach football because I love football. You know, it's never mattered to me whether I was coaching in Sundown, Texas, or, you know, coaching against, uh, you know, Ohio State and the, the shoe. You know, it just it just never made any difference uh, because football is football when you step step across the lines. And it's, you know, it's just – it's a mind game. You know, it's a, it's a game against individuals. Everybody's equal, and that's what I always loved about it. You know, I mean, when you get on the field, it, it, it makes no difference who your mom and daddy are, where you grew up, you know, anything. I mean, you you have a job doing, you have to do it, and that's all that matters. So that's that's the thing that always drove me to the sport. Of course, my dad was coach, you know, so I've been around it all my life. Uh, but it's, uh, it's, just, it's just been – it's been really refreshing, I guess would be the thing to say to answer your question is going to Mount Vernon and get around those kids and those people and coaches. You know, I got to bring in like 12, 13 coaches and they're all really, really good coaches. And um, it's just been very refreshing. Well, you know, we've actually been going the last couple of days. So it's, it's been fun. My grandson uh, <laughs> threw my phone in the water about a month ago. And so, um, I, I've got just a stand it magnetically. So it just flashed up. I'm less than 10%. I can't use a plug-in deal. So if it crashes on us, that's going to be – it's not that I hung up. That's going to be what happened. No worries. No worries. It's been an honor to have you for sure. About four or five minutes, yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, Coach. I um I think back to um, certain places. Like <clears throat> the way that your guys see it. Okay, so ask me this. I remember specifically um, – in Bryce Petty's game against Texas Tech in Dallas. Um, Very, very important game, and we're struggling for quite some time. Um, And he sees an opening downfield 
late third quarter that really kind of starts to change the tide of the game and blow that open for us, which leads us to the Oklahoma State game, which is the most painful moment of my entire life. I want to point that out. But um, I've got more more painful, but go ahead. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's that's right on there with me. Michigan State you know, was uh, extremely painful. Okay, all right. That is extremely yeah. But in a moment yeah, like that, throughout your whole career, is that where the quarterback is thinking like you are, that he sees the opening down there and just has the guts to make that throw? Is that you in him, or is that the guy you recruited? No, I, I think it's, you know, the great the thing I was so proud of Petty, and, and I said this in front of the team in 2014, actually 2013. He started in 2013 and 14. When he was in high school, he never had a winning record as a quarterback, you know, and that was from Midlothian. And, you know, his first winning record was his – you know, his junior year at, at Baylor when he, you know, we finally got the seven wins, which secured a winning season for him. So that, that to me was a phenomenal feat for him. And, and Bryce was just a grinder. You know, he had a tremendous amount of ability and, and he would, he would just grind and you look at him and you think, oh, you know, this guy's got it all, but he wanted more, you know, and that's the thing that I respected about him. And he really grew as a leader, as a tough guy. I mean, to me, he made a run against Texas in 13 when we beat them in the, the Ice Bowl or whatever it was, a little a third down run on their side. And I know we're, we're in about plus 35 territory that, you know, to me, that's, that's if, if you, to lead, you have to inspire. You know, and what he did, he inspired our football team. He inspired our coaching staff. And so, you know, that's that to me was a turning point in his career because our players saw, hey, this, this guy's, He's going to lay it on the line for us. You know, he's passionate. He cares about winning. And, um, you know, so that was a big deal for him. I mean, the, the Oklahoma State game, uh, you know, we did – We of course, we got them at home in uh, one year, but they beat us up there in, uh, you know, on a really cold night. Uh, the turf tackle, which, that's what started it all. That, that's, the, it. Uh, no, that's it. I mean, I, I didn't want to bring that up. I, uh, I, had ordered, I had ordered a pizza. Like, the wife, I was just recently married at the time. She was in the bedroom. I'd ordered a pizza, and I was eating a pizza, right? Um, by myself completely in the living room. So amped, turned my phone off. So dialed into this game. And the turf tackle happens. I live in an apartment complex, fourth floor. I literally walk outside and throw the pizza off the balcony. I'm so mad. Don't jump. Don't jump. <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, the great, the great thing is, and that was a, that was a really tough deal. I mean, because they take it 99 yards after that. You know, we never really recover. But, but he recovered. You know, he came back from that and and proved himself to be a champion. And and to me, that's, uh, you know, you have to go through adversity to rise. And he had the opportunity to do that, and he did it. Just like you, Coach, you uh, I can't think of too many people that have taken it unfairly at times on the chin and been able to pull yourself back up by the bootstraps and get out there. I mean, you are an inspiration not only for your innovation, uh, but for your positive attitude. Um, I mean, I've always been proud to call you Coach. I'll put it that way. Well, and I've always been proud to, call, to be called Coach. And, you know, that's, that, that is my inspiration just because uh, – you know, I, I I know who I am. I know the people that I'm around, and and um, you know, I've been very blessed. You know, I've kind of I don't know if you know my story, but you know, I've kind of been on my own all my life, and and so I I know what I have to depend on. I have to depend on myself, my faith, and my family, and that's that's something that's always kept me going. So I'm I'm just grateful. You know, I'm I'm 64 years old, and uh, I'll be dang if I don't feel 48. 
Speaking of uh, faith and football, we're definitely going to put a link to your book um, underneath us here. That's a phenomenal read. If you guys have not read that, I definitely suggest it. I got, yes, I got a new one that I've written that will be out eventually. Well, Coach, you got to come on and talk to us about that. <laughs> no, it, yeah, it took me two years to write it. but it And I wrote every word myself. And that's that's uh, so grammatically it might be a little rough around the edges, but, uh, you know, the main point's still there. But that's all right. I was actually an English teacher, uh, but I'd, I'd forgotten most of that stuff the time I got through the book. <laughs> well, Coach, we want to give you a, uh, a former uh, farewell before your phone dies. So thank you so much for coming on with us. We appreciate your time and uh, good luck with everything you have coming. And like Clint said, uh, you know, you're a soldier and way to keep, you know, powering through. God bless you. Thank you, Bunch. Clint, I appreciate you reaching out. Yes, sir. We'll see you soon. All right. Take care. Guys. Take care, Coach. See you. All right.